KTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the government says it has cut the price tag on light public housing flats by not installing air conditioners. The Express Rail will see another 10,000 tickets added to its quota from tomorrow, and the exchange fund records an investment loss of over $200 billion. The government has revealed how it has managed to cut the price tag for 30,000 light public flats it plans to build, saying it will save millions by not installing air conditioners. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho said changes to the design of the projects will trim costs by almost a billion dollars in total, and the lack of air conditioners alone will slash about $200 million from the bill. She said the project will change the destiny of grassroots people. This project is not an ordinary public works project. This is a very important social project. That's the value of this light public housing, is to save people and give them an option to move out of very, very poor living condition while they are still waiting for the public rental housing. The hospital authority has strengthened outpatient services to take care of COVID patients that came after designated clinics ceased operations and teleconsultations were halted as the government began treating the coronavirus as a regular upper respiratory tract infection. The authority's chief manager for primary and community services, Dr. Tony Ha, said general outpatient clinics are setting aside 2,000 of their total daily quota of 10,000 appointments for COVID patients. The change in the treatment of COVID patients has caused confusion for some, while others said they're happier with the new arrangements. Mr. Ma has just come down with the virus for the second time. He spoke to RTHK after being turned away from a public clinic in Kwai Chung because he hadn't made an appointment. I can't see a doctor. They said a booking was needed. I didn't have to make an appointment to see a doctor last time. I don't know what to do. There's no instruction. Previously, isolation was needed, and now it's scrapped. What does it mean? Citizens are confused. What am I supposed to do? Meanwhile, Mr. Leung's mom tested positive for COVID last night. He accompanied her to see a doctor this morning and said he was happy with the arrangement. It's easier for us to make a booking this time, as quarters have been reserved for infected elderly. It's her second infection. When she was infected during the COVID peak in March last year, we kept making phone calls for a week before she could see a doctor. It's faster this time as she could see a doctor the next day after she tested positive. The Center for Health Protection says 358 people tested positive for COVID through PCR tests, but it stressed this doesn't represent all COVID cases in Hong Kong. The center also says that five people with COVID have died. One person has died in a fire that broke out on a cargo ship this morning. Twelve others were safe on board the ship in waters off Lama Island. Firefighters put out the blaze at around 10 o'clock after a two-hour operation. The government has added another 10,000 express rail tickets to its quota, meaning there are now 30,000 tickets available every day. The extra tickets will be split between north and southbound trains. The Transport and Housing Bureau says the change is a result of the review it carried out with its mainland counterparts and the MTR Corporation about ticket sales and border operations. The express rail got back on track a little more than two weeks ago after a three-year break because of COVID. Overseas now, an attack on a mosque in the Pakistani city of Peshawar has killed at least 32 people and injured 150 others. Officials say a suicide bomber sitting in the front row blew himself up, destroying a section of the building located in a police district. The BBC's Caroline Davies reports. 
According to a police official that's spoken to the BBC, and the force of the blast collapsed half of a wall inside the mosque. Now, for a video that's been circulated on local media and social media and has been verified by the BBC shows the inside of the mosque after the blast. Half of the wall has caved into the mosque. There is rubble and debris on the floor, and you can see people clambering over that in order to try to get out. A government minister speaking earlier has said that they know that the majority of people that have been injured and died in this blast are police. And he has suggested that they were potentially the target of this explosion. And taking a look at the weather, fine and dry at first, becoming cloudy overnight. Sunny intervals during the day tomorrow, temperatures between 14 and 19 degrees. Moderate easterly winds fresh at first. Temperatures will rise further on Wednesday with sunny intervals, windier with a few rain patches in the following couple of days. Temperature right now is 16 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 69%. And uh, you're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The exchange fund recorded an investment loss of $202.4 billion last year. The Monetary Authority, the fund's manager, says investments in stocks, bonds, and foreign exchange were all in the red, although gains were made in the last quarter of 2022. Aaron Tam spoke to Simon Lee, an honorary fellow at the Chinese University's Asia-Pacific Institute of Business. He said many external factors played a role in the record loss. Now, we see that uh, the performance of global stock market are uh, almost all report negative return. And on the other hand, uh, with the rise of the U.S. dollar interest rate, we see that when the interest rates increase, the bond price drops because the interest rate, the U.S. dollar uh, Federal Reserve interest rate uh, rose sharply. Uh, so we see the significant reduction in the bond price. And because of the uh, strong U.S. dollar, many other currencies uh, depreciate in value. So we see that uh, both the bond market, the stock market, and the currency market report most. Is this a record annual loss? Uh, yes. Uh, now, we see that uh, the situation was quite worse last year with the Ukraine-Russia war and also fluctuating uh, global oil price. And we see uh, the, the lockdown, a serious lockdown in mainland China uh, all contributed to uh, the negative return in the exchange fund. But um, it's more reasonable to compare or benchmark the performance of other sovereignty funds. So we, we can wait for a while, but of course, uh, such uh, laws um, um, would give people a very bad impression. But were they expected, these results, were they expected, and what's the significance of the scale of the loss? I think can be better now. Um, uh, if we compare Thomas, that uh, the performance in general is quite good. Uh, I mean, the, for the long term, we just analyze, we just. Uh, because uh, it's uh, uh, more diversified than exchange fund. Uh, we, we know the exchange fund, although uh, invested in what we call the more aggressive uh, portion, uh, but uh, such uh, portion is a uh, very small amount compared with the investment and the bond market and uh, and then also on the stock market uh, with more diversified and aggressive approach such as investor in uh, real estate, investor in some of the uh, newly established company. I think uh, the such diversified approach can uh, be more balanced and can reduce loss in the traditional bond and the stock market. Right. And what can we expect going forward? Do you, would, would that gain in the stock market in the last two months of 2022 be any indication of what we can expect or are we to expect more uncertainties? 
I think uh, this year the performance will be better, a bit better. But I do expect that that uh, can turn around because uh, the uh, you know the geopolitical situation is still quite well done. And uh, well, how uh, China deal with the economic recovery uh, is also a question mark. Uh, and then the, the uh, U.S. Federal Reserve um, uh, approaching adjusting the interest rate. Or maybe we'll see that zero point five percent increase in the, in the interest rate, and uh, how frequent and uh, the scale for each adjustment will also have impact on both the stock market and the bond market. But definitely, we won't see a very sharp and very frequent increase in the interest rate. I think it will be more stable, but still uh, have more volatility than uh, we see in the previous years. Unmarried people will be able to legally have a child in the southwestern province of Sichuan in just over two weeks from now in a bid to bolster falling birth rates. Once the measure kicks in, unwedded individuals will be free to raise a family and enjoy benefits reserved for married couples, as Altus Wong reports. The government dictates that only married women are legally allowed to give birth, but with marriage and birth rates having fallen to record lows in recent years, married couples and anybody who wants offspring in Sichuan will, from the 15th of February, be allowed to register with the government in the nation's fifth most populous province. A nationwide registry system for couples with local authorities ensures maternity insurance to cover medical bills while letting married women keep their salary during maternity leave. These benefits will now be extended to single women and men in Sichuan. The province's health commission said the measure is aimed at promoting long-term and balanced population development. It comes against the backdrop of the first drop in the national population in six decades, recorded last year. The historic turn is expected to usher in a period of decline in China pushing authorities to roll out incentives to boost population growth. Government figures show Sichuan ranks seventh in the nation in terms of people older than 60. They make up more than 21% of its population. There's been an unexpected contraction in Germany's economy, Europe's largest. The quarterly fall of 0.2% has renewed fears that Germany is heading for a recession. The BBC's Jonathan Josephs report. In the last part of 2022, Germany's economy shrank 0.2% from where it was at the end of September. It makes the chances of an official recession more likely, as Germans continue to struggle with soaring food and energy prices. Although the inflation rate is falling, prices are still rising as a consequence of the war in Ukraine. Living standards are under pressure from inflation across Europe, and that's why the European Central Bank is set to once again increase the cost of borrowing later this week. A former Japanese soldier who was sexually harassed during her time in the army is suing the perpetrators and the government. Rina Gonoi says she was taking legal action to prevent similar incidents happening again. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. The Japanese government has admitted that Rina Gonoi endured daily verbal and physical harassment Officials apologised, but only when the soldier went public about her treatments after quitting the army. She said she was taking legal action to prevent similar incidents happening again, and because those behind the attacks had shown only superficial remorse. Five male soldiers have been discharged over the case, and prosecutors are now considering bringing criminal charges against the assailants. 
Russia has accused Boris Johnson of lying when he said Vladimir Putin threatened him personally. The two men had a phone conversation just before Russia invaded Ukraine, during which the former prime minister claims Mr. Putin said it would only take a minute to hurt him with a missile. The BBC's Steve Rosenberg reports. President Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, said this. It's not true, or to be more accurate, it's a lie. Either a deliberate falsehood, he continued, or an accidental one from not understanding what the president was saying. A firm denial then. But that doesn't alter the fact that in recent months, the Kremlin has been engaged in nuclear sabre-rattling. After ordering the invasion of Ukraine, President Putin warned countries that may try to interfere that Russia's response would be immediate and lead to consequences never seen before in history. Sports now, and this year's Super Bowl will be a showdown between veteran head coach Andy Reid's current squad, the Kansas City Chiefs, and his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Kansas City booked their third trip to the NFL showpiece in four years thanks to a hard-fought 23-20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs were driving down the field when Bengals' defensive end, Joseph Osai, committed a costly 15-yard penalty for a late hit on Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Kicker Harrison Bucker stepped up to boot a game winning 45-yard field goal with three seconds left to the dismay of Cincinnati head coach Zach Taylor. Oh, yeah, trust me. Um, you know, to be this close, to, to our, our goal is to win the Super Bowl. And um, so to be seconds away again of getting back there and, and uh, you know, watching them celebrate, it's, it's, it's horrible, you know, because this team has invested so much in each other uh, to get to this point. And... Um, you know, we've been playing playoff football really since Halloween. We just didn't know it. You know, we had to win 10 games in a row to be here. And, uh, you know, just really proud of the <laughs> the way the guys show up. We're so consistent every single day. The way they fought to the final whistle today. The NFC title game in Philadelphia turned out to be a very one-sided affair. The Eagles knocked both of San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries and scored four rushing touchdowns in a 31-7 win over the 49ers. Andy Reid was head coach of the Eagles from 1999 to 2012, but that was long before young Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts joined the Eagles. He'll be making his first trip to the Super Bowl. Man, we put a lot of work in and had this opportunity, you know. Put a lot of work in and had this opportunity and to be here and you know, it's a moment that we want to enjoy as a team, um, reflecting on everything that we've been able to overcome to have this opportunity in front of us. You know, we want to take advantage of it. Football relegation threatened Everton have appointed former Burnley boss Sean Dyche as their new manager. He replaces the sacked Frank Lampard. Dyche has agreed a two-and-a-half-year contract with the English Premier League club. And to end our news, our top story tonight. The government says it has cut the price tag on light public housing flats by not installing air conditioners, and the express rail will see another 10,000 tickets added to its quota from tomorrow. The news from RTHK. Radio Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time Indeed, here we are, the dying embers of Monday night here in Hong Kong. Tuesday just around the corner, and thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King, 
45 minutes of music from a bygone era. And if you'd like to choose a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. With the first one to get us going tonight, a beauty from the Mills Brothers. I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own A doll that other fellows cannot steal And then the flirty, flirty guys With their flirty, flirty eyes Will have to flirt with dollies that are real when I come home at night, she will be waiting. She'll be the truest doll in all this world. I'd rather have a paper doll to call my own than have a fickle-minded real-life girl. I guess I had a million dolls or more. I guess I've played the dog game for and all I just quarreled with Sue That's why I'm blue She's gone away and left me Just like all dolls do I'll tell you boys it's tough to be alone And it's tough to love a doll that's not your own I'm through with all of them I'll never fall again Say, boy, what you gonna do? I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own A doll that other fellows cannot steal And then the flirty, flirty guys With the flirty, flirty eyes We'll have to flirt with dollies that are real When I come home at night, she will be waiting She'll be the truest doll in all this world I'd rather have a paper doll to call my own Than have a fickle-minded real-life girl 